This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Rick Flagg reporting from Tallahassee, where the State Emergency Operations Center is on alert as Elsa makes a run at the Sunshine State. The governor says your best advice is not to bug out. We don't anticipate the need for any type of widespread evacuations based on this storm. It's going to be a, a, a strong tropical storm. If you are in certain areas, you may have a local emergency manager recommend uh, an evacuation. And if that's the case, then heed that. But I think we're really looking at folks who are special needs or power dependent and likely wouldn't see that for a broader section of the community at this point. Elsa did not do much in Miami-Dade. However, the threat of high winds and excess water was enough to convince officials there to order the demolition of the remains of that Surfside condo before the storm made things worse. Bringing the building down in a controlled manner was critical to expanding our scope of search. Truly, we could not continue without bringing this building down. They found more bodies after the demolition, but more than 100 people are still unaccounted for. Another lawsuit has been filed against the state's new gambling deal with the Seminole Tribe. The company that owns Miami's Magic City Casino and the Bonita Springs Poker Room claims it violates the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act. Part-time Florida man Donald Trump got an early start on Independence Day with a rally in Sarasota Saturday night. It was his first rally in Florida since losing the election, which he still will not admit. Thanks to a totally rigged and dishonest election, the far-left Democrats now control the United States government. Think of that. Think of that. Think of that. We took on the corrupt special interests. We fought the radical globalists left, and we won, won, won. We won so much. And then we had a rigged election, unfortunately. Trump spent most of his time spinning the big lie about a rigged election. He also suggested lynching might be appropriate for the Capitol cop who shot and killed a MAGA rioter in the U.S. Capitol on Insurrection Day. We'll also have your calendar of political events and the story of two Florida men accused of illegal dumping in a residential neighborhood, including 3,700 pounds of wet concrete. And now the top stories on Sunrise for Tuesday, July 6th. This is National Fried Chicken Day, International Kissing Day, and National Take Your Webmaster to Lunch Day. On this date in 1699, legendary Scottish pirate Captain William Kidd was captured in Boston, executed two years later in London. He is the only pirate known to have actually buried his treasure, and divers did discover a silver ingot from Captain Kidd's loot near Madagascar in 2015. On this date in 1776, the American Declaration of Independence was announced on the front page of the Pennsylvania Evening Gazette. In 1885, Louis Pasteur saved the life of a nine-year-old boy with the very first anti-rabies vaccine. In 1943, U.S. destroyer William D. Porter was launched and quickly became known as the unluckiest ship in the Navy. During a secret escort mission, they accidentally fired a live torpedo at the battleship Iowa that was bringing President Roosevelt to North Africa. The captain and crew were arrested and sent to Bermuda for trial, the first instance in U.S. naval history where the entire crew of a ship was arrested. In 1957, Florida A&M University graduate Althea Gibson became the first black woman to win a Wimbledon title. The tennis complex at FAMU is named in her honor. And on this date in 1978, the first lady of country music, Tammy Wynette, married record producer George Ritchie in Florida. He was the fifth and final husband of the woman best known for the songs Stand By Your Man and D-I-V-O-R-C-E. 
Welcome back from the holiday weekend and brace yourself for Elsa. The governor had already declared a state of emergency, but he revised his order Monday to add Alachua, Columbia, Dixie, Franklin, Hamilton, Gilchrist, Jefferson, Lake, Lafayette, Madison, Marion, Sumter, and Suwannee counties, not to mention Taylor and Wakulla, to the list. He also removed DeSoto, Hardy, and Miami-Dade counties from his earlier order. Basically, at this point, the storm is moving up the southwest coast, and Ron DeSantis says it will eventually cut across the state on its way to the east coast after making landfall on the Gulf. The landfall impact of this storm is likely to be north of Tampa Bay and probably even north of Citrus County at this point. But our plan is the same. We understand that this is just part of living in Florida. We are reminding people just if you do have power outages, and we do anticipate some power outages, if you do have those power outages and you're using a generator, please make sure that that generator is exhausting outside your, your home and outside your garage. If that is inside a garage or inside a home, uh, you will have carbon monoxide poisoning, and that's caused more people have passed away in Florida in the last four years from carbon monoxide poisoning responding to a power outage than from direct impacts of the storm. So just be smart, understand um, that that's a risk, and then just listen to folks uh, on your local community about if there is a need to do any type of evacuations. We don't anticipate the need for any type of widespread evacuations based on this storm. It's gonna be a, a, a strong tropical storm. If you are in certain areas, you may have a local emergency manager rec recommend uh, an evacuation. And if that's the case, then heed that. But I think we're really looking at folks who are special needs or power dependent and likely wouldn't see that for a broader section of the community at this point. But we'll continue to provide updates. We're working with uh, the National Weather Service. Obviously, we're working with all the local counties affected. But bottom line is, we're going to take Miami-Dade out. We're going to take uh, a couple other interior counties in southern Florida out. We'll be adding a number of counties in the northern half of the state. And again, the most recent track is we're looking at impacts north of Citrus County, probably in that in that Dixie County area. And if we continue to see any movement uh, beyond that, then obviously we will update people. We do, though, do not anticipate when it's in the Gulf of Mexico that this storm is just going to end up going west of Florida. That That is not every single model's in agreement that once it's in the Gulf, there is going to be a movement back northeast. And we obviously anticipate that that will impact the state of Florida. So we're ready for that. Miami-Dade is no longer included in the storm emergency order, but Elsa did have an impact. Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava says the remains of the Champlain South Tower condo in Surfside were demolished late Sunday night to beat the storm. Bringing the building down in a controlled manner was critical to expanding our scope of search. Truly, we could not continue without bringing this building down. The area closest to the building was the area that we had not been able to access, and that is where we, we needed to go. And uh, previously, it was not accessible due to the enormous risk to the team of first responders because of the instability of the building. And as we speak, the teams are working on that part of the pile that was not accessible before the building was demolished. The standing structure also posed a threat to public health and safety, particularly as the storm approached, given that the tropical storm force winds could have brought it down in a manner that could not have been as controlled and predicted. So I am extraordinarily grateful to the demolition team, the engineers, 
the Miami-Dade Fire Rescue Team, the Miami-Dade County Police Department, and everyone who played an integral part in executing this operation safely and successfully, including the town of Surfside. I also want to take a moment to acknowledge and reflect on the great tragedy that this has been for those who've survived the building and have had to evacuate. The world is mourning for those who lost their loved ones and for those who are waiting for news from the collapse. To lose your home and all your belongings in this manner is a great loss as well. And my heart and deepest sympathies goes out to all of the families who have had this tragedy. Our teams are doing everything possible to help those who lost their homes begin to rebuild. Some residents who survived the collapse were concerned that missing pets might still be alive in pockets of rubble, but Mayor Kava says they did everything they could to find them and came up empty. I also want to stress once again that we took every action that we possibly could to search for any pets, any animals in the building prior to the demolition. In the days since the collapse, the Miami-Dade Fire Rescue team conducted multiple full sweeps of the building in person, including searching in closets and under beds and other hiding places. In the areas of the building that were not accessible to the teams, they used ladders on high lift cranes and they placed live animal traps on the balconies at great personal risk to our first responders. Also, doorways were opened, other means for the pets to escape the building if they were able. <clears throat> we deployed drones with thermal imaging on numerous trips over the rubble pile and also standing in the tower in areas unsafe uh, for search and rescue teams to enter. So I want to say as clearly as I possibly can and urge our community to understand that we went truly to great lengths to take every step that we could at great risk to our first responders to ensure that all of the pets that were beloved family members, that none of them were left in the building prior to the demolition. The mayor also says they found three more victims when rescue crews returned to the site after the demolition, but there are still more than 100 residents who have not been accounted for. One of Florida's oldest paramutual companies has filed a federal lawsuit challenging the gambling compact between the state and the Seminole Tribe of Florida. The lawsuit filed Friday by Southwest Paramutuals claims that the agreement authorizing sports betting outside of tribal lands in Florida is a violation of the Indian Gaming Regulatory Act. They're asking the court to block implementation of the sports betting portion of the compact. Part-time Florida man Donald Trump held his first campaign-style rally in the Sunshine State Saturday night since he lost the election. He talked for 90 minutes and spent most of that time repeating the big lie that he actually won, but that the election was rigged and stolen by liberals. The evidence of fraud, irregularities, and illegality is already overwhelming, and frankly, it was a long time ago. Democrats used COVID to cheat. They illegally changed the rules in the key states and mailed out millions and millions and millions of absentee ballots all over the place. People went in to vote, Republicans. I'd like to vote. I'm sorry, ma'am, you've already voted. No, I haven't. I waited for this day. I've been waiting for a year to vote. You voted. I'm sorry you voted. Here's an absentee ballot. They didn't use them. They didn't use them. They stole the votes. And they mailed out ballot applications to every person on the rolls dead or alive, legal or illegal, right? 
They mailed out these applications. They used hundreds of millions of dollars from left-wing billionaires to put unlawful drop boxes all over Democrat-run cities to scoop up ballots in swing states. This was the most corrupt election. Take a look at New York. Watch what's happening there. But this is the most corrupt election. They sent ours is worse than what's happening in New York. Worse. They sent political operatives door to door in Democrat neighborhoods to harvest Democrat votes by the thousands. And like in Georgia, deleted over a hundred thousand voters off the voter rolls after the election. I said, why didn't you do it before the election? I lost very close election. It wasn't close, actually. I won by a lot. They abolished signature verification requirements, created a powerful system for media and online censorship of their opponents, and did everything possible to facilitate fraud, just like you would do in a third world country. That's what happened with this election. We have a truly sick election system, and it's got to be changed. Remember this. I am not the one trying to undermine American democracy. I am the one trying to save American democracy. The rally in Sarasota was also the first time the former president spoke at length about the indictment of the Trump Organization and its chief financial officer on charges of tax evasion. Prosecutors in New York alleged there was a 15-year scheme that allowed the company and the CFO to skip out on almost $2 million worth of taxes by paying him under the table for a Manhattan apartment, luxury vehicles, and private school tuition. Trump told the crowd they did nothing wrong and said the charges are politically motivated. The harder I fight for you, the harder they come after me. Crime is rampant on our streets of these cities. And these prosecutors refuse to prosecute even for murder, deadly assault, robbery, drug, and human trafficking. They refuse to prosecute. The only one they want to prosecute is me or Republicans. How many of the Congress people are under investigation? They're letting thousands and thousands of criminals out of jail. You saw it was just announced. They're letting all these people, many of them, Look at the people they're letting, and these people are going on the streets. And yet they go after good, hardworking people for not paying taxes on a company car. Company car. You didn't pay tax on the car or a company apartment. You used an apartment because you need an apartment because you have to travel too far where your house is. You didn't pay tax. Or education for your grandchildren. I don't even know. Do you have to? But does anybody know the answer to that stuff? Okay. But they indict people for that. But for murder and for selling massive amounts of the worst drugs in the world that kill people left and right, that's okay. Think of it. Think of how unfair it is. Never before has New York City and their prosecutors, or perhaps any prosecutors, criminally charged a company or a person for fringe benefits. Fringe benefits. Every abuse, and by the way, every company and every, who the hell, they, people don't even know. They don't even know. Every abuse and attack they throw my way is solely because I have been fighting for you against the corrupt establishment. That's all it is. Trump also spoke about Insurrection Day, saying he wants to know the identity of the cop who shot and killed a protester as she was trying to break through the last line of defense between the rioters and the representatives. And by the way, who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who? 
Who shot Ashley Babbitt? We all saw the hand. We saw the gun. I spoke to her mother the other day, an incredible woman. She's just devastated, like, like it happened yesterday. Devastated. You know, if that were on the other side, the person that did the shooting would be strung up and hung. Okay? Now they don't want to give the name. They don't want to give, but people know the name. People know where he came from. And it's a terrible thing. Right shot. Boom. There was no reason for it. Who shot Ashley Babbitt? It's got to be released. And how come so many people are still in jail over January 6th when nobody paid a price for the fire and carnage and death that took place in Democrat-run cities throughout our country, including Antifa and BLM? How come? How come? And why are our Republican leaders like McConnell afraid to take up the subject and talk about it? Disgrace to our country. It's not every day you hear a former president who claims he loves law enforcement suggest an officer be lynched for doing their job. But the crowd seemed to love it. Your calendar of events is mercifully short today. Agriculture Commissioner Nikki Freed holds a press conference in the Capitol at 1.30 to announce $93 million in federal emergency relief funding for schools impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. And the First Responders Suicide Deterrence Task Force meets by Zoom at 2. Finally today, deputies have arrested two Florida men for trashing a neighborhood in Poinciana. Edward LeBoy operates a commercial concrete truck, and he admitted dumping 3,700 pounds of fresh concrete because he was trying to save time by avoiding a trip to the landfill. A second suspect, Jorge Rodriguez of Haines City, has also admitted dumping three massive tree stumps in the very same area. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd told News Channel 8 they will not tolerate that behavior. Take your trash to the dump or we'll take you to the jail. First and foremost, it's against the law. Second of all, how's somebody supposed to deal with this once it's dumped there? We are going to make sure that our community stays beautiful and clean. It's how much pain do you want to suffer by throwing your junk on the side of the road? Illegal dumping is a third-degree felony punishable by up to five years in state prison. The Florida men could also be fined and ordered to pay restitution if they're convicted. That's it for today's installment of Sunrise. I'm Rick Flagg in Tallahassee, inviting you to join us again tomorrow as we plumb the depths of Florida politics. 